This is episode seven, a dual episode with me and special guest Jennifer Larkin, and we are going to be talking about opening her new business, how her intuition led her to her unique boutique, and so much more around using your gut and your gumption and your intuition to drive your business forward and what it means to be a small female business owner. Hello, it's Tiffany, and welcome back to Cultivating Guts, a podcast where we discuss gardening, homesteading, gut health, and following your intuition. I am so excited to be back with you guys. I have had so many insightful moments and ideas of really important topics that I'm wanting to share with you on the podcast. And today I'm actually simultaneously video recording this podcast. And you can drop in and watch us live over at YouTube. Just join us on our channel at youtube.com forward slash Tiffany Hinton. It's like we're Zooming together or we're besties. We can actually eye gaze. We can see each other. It's a kind of a fun, interactive way to tune into the podcast over on our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, hello. We are eye gazing right now and I'm so excited um, for this podcast. I had a few thoughts recently about, you know, just business transition, what does it mean to be a a small business boutique, how do you get started? And I had the unique opportunity in August at a retreat I was at to meet Jennifer Larkin, the owner of Ava the Label. And I instantly was like, and I talk about this in the podcast because I'm recording this intro a few days after we had the discussion, where I recognized some of the products she had because I am learning more and more about sustainability and saving our planet. And as Lily likes to say, save the turtles, mom. And the more time we spend in Florida and on the islands out there with some friends, the more we really think about saving the turtles and saving our planet. And it's not that we're not necessarily, you know, doing things that are sustainable already at home. We already do that. And we talk a little bit about that in this podcast, but it was more a discussion of how do you like put your whole business into sustainability? And that's one of the things Jennifer did with Ava the Label. Her whole business is only, it's niched down to sustainable products. And she talks about what's unique about Ava the Label. She also talks about the meaning behind Leva, Ava and how her intuition and her growth journey from, and she still is, a fashion model in New York City to owning her own boutique online business, launching that business about the same time everybody was kind of quarantined and having a whole, you know, a really good online business and what fears that she might have faced. And we have whole discussions around that. So super excited for us to jump into this episode and for you guys to listen to this conversation with Jennifer Larkin. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Cultivating Guts podcast and to send me a screenshot of your review at tiffany at gfmomcertified.com and I will send you our four-day Hacking Your Health Detox Gut Detox Plan. Also, if you are listening, screenshot your favorite part, share it with us on Instagram at gfmomcertified or at Cultivating Guts and we will repost it and we are excited to hear what you thought of today's episode. I am so grateful to you and all of our amazing listeners for helping us grow the podcast and sharing it with more people. And before we head into the show, here's a quick word from some of our sponsors. Sponsors. 
So I'm super excited for our sponsor, Holistic Wellness. It is a CBD company that we found uh, actually online during 2021, and we've been using their products in our house, our family, myself, our girls. Uh, I even gave some to a friend of mine and her for her pet, and it is truly an amazing product. The uniqueness that Holistic Wellness delivers is that it's pre-portioned servings in a broad-spectrum CBD in a portable beverage sticks. You could actually take a package, you can stick it in your purse, you can, you know, pack it in your suitcase, whatever you need to do. But it's also in a stick that, like I said, is pre-portioned. So every grab-and-go stick contains 10 milligrams of CBD wellness, and they have a proprietary blend in it's water-soluble, their hemp extract, which is also very, very unique in that you can put it in water, you could put it in juice, you could put it in another liquid, it completely dissolves and it's truly amazing. The other thing that is really, really awesome about the Holistic Wellness is that they have different blends intentionally. So this beauty blend has collagen in it. So it helps your nails, your skin, your your different parts of your body that need a little extra boost. They have a stress blend, which has lemon balm or you're more familiar with what's called Melissa. And it is relaxing. It is also amazing. But if you're actually looking for something to relax you to go to sleep, they actually have a sleep stick. And in the sleep stick, it has a little bit of melatonin to help with your sleep along with chamomile, which is shown to help relax the body. They also have a digest blend for those that are listening to our podcast that have stomach problems, complaints, bloating, just issues with digesting, and it contains papaya and turmeric, which are great for digestion, Uh, and it's awesome as well. I like this one. This is probably my favorite, the uh, Digest Blend. It's an orange package. They also have an Energizer Blend that has turmeric and ginger in it, and the Energizer Blend is great if you need to pick me up in the afternoon, like you hit that three o'clock low and you don't really need to reach for caffeine. You just need something to pick up your body. They have a 10 pack that you can order on their website. And what's truly amazing is that for this holiday season, we have a special coupon for our listeners and the code is GFMOM, so G-F-M-O-M, and it saves 25% off your order. That is like unheard of really to get 25% off your whole order. You can utilize this by going to the Holistic Wellness website. We've got the link below in the show notes. And I'm super grateful and excited for our brand new sponsor, Holistic Wellness, and to be able to offer you a great CBD product that is organically grown in a greenhouse, never touches soil. It's actually grown hydroponically. And it's combined, like I said, in unique blends with herbs and plants that have additional benefits for your body, whether it's helping you go to sleep or it's helping you aid in digestion or there is, like I said, the collagen or it's the helping you relax or relieve the anxiety. And so super excited. Again, the code to save 25, 25% off your holiday order is GFMOM, and we'll have the link and the code below in the show notes. Can I share with you a secret weapon for thriving through the holiday season, thriving through life, and just keeping my gut in check, right? This is Gluten Away from Just Thrive. Uh, I love their probiotics. I found them about 10 years ago. They're a female-owned 
company uh, based right here in Chicago. And this uh, Gluten Away product that they have is a combination that is my go-to for every meal that I eat out, all of my travel, whether I'm on an airplane or in a car, or even if I'm going to a friend's house and I'm just really not sure about the cross-contamination. This help keeps, helps me keep my celiac disease and Crohn's disease in remission. And when I pair this with their probiotic each day, my gut is truly thriving. I am, have painless uh, stomachs. I don't really have cramps anymore. I'm regular, which is awesome, right? Nobody really wants to get constipated. And I know that I have a healthy gut colony of good bacteria living in my microbiome. Just Thrive's probiotics are a unique blend of powerful digestive enzymes. Their probiotics are designed to support optimal digestion and protect against hidden sources of tummy troubles like gluten. This Gluten Away product has the enzyme protease in it, which is scientifically proven to break down the gluten protein to make it uh, digestible, to make it less uh, abrasive on the gut. The resilient probiotic spores support the complex and complete digestive process and help me alleviate inflammation in my body. Our whole family uses Just Thrive's probiotics, their products, and their gluten away, even my girls. You can bake with their capsules by opening them on the probiotics, the gluten away enzyme. Like I said, I take it anytime we're eating out. I take it at restaurants, at people's houses. Um, even put it in my morning coffee, right? You can open it, add it to your coffee if you're not sure about the creamer or something else. And with the probiotic, you can do the same. You can add it to your coffee. Did you guys know that spore-based probiotics can survive warm temperatures even? This is how it allows us to bake with them. They can cook up to 500 degrees. And this means you can even add them to the probiotics to your morning pancake batter. Uh, we have a special, special community discount code just for you from just Thrive Probiotics and their family at Just Thrive. And so the code GFMOM, G-F-M-O-M, saves you 15% off your total purchase at their website. We will add that to the show notes. Uh, we would love for you to add a bottle of Just Thrive Gluten Away and a bottle of their probiotics to your cabinets in your kitchen and also to your purse this season so you have it with you anytime you're eating out or you're at a friend's house or any celebration or holiday meal. And thank you again, Gluten Away, for being our podcast sponsor. And with that, we're going to head right into the show. All right, we are back with Jennifer Larkin, who is the founder and creator of Ava the Label. Super excited for this conversation and to learn more. But my first question, Jenny, I call you Jenny, Jennifer, um, is... How did you come up with this idea for Ava the Label? And what does Ava stand for? Awesome question. So you know me on the more spiritual side, so I can speak to that. Basically, long story short, I had always kind of wanted to work in fashion. I was a model from age 16 to now. And I had an internship my senior year of high school. So I was about 17 and I was working at a local boutique. So I always kind of knew that I wanted to be a boutique owner or a buyer in some way, but it didn't really come until 2018, 2019, when I was actually making some money and was really conceptualizing the idea for this business. So it was a lot of talking to people and asking questions and just kind of telling them the idea. And it took about two to two and a half years before I actually 
really had everything solidified. So the name and all of the real logistics of this business came from a dream I had. I had a very vivid dream, which I have very vivid dreams often, where it was actually the word kava, which one is like a ceremonial drink that you can have kind of like cacao. Um, I didn't know what it meant at all, but I was like, this name, okay, I had a dream about it. That's awesome. And then I found out that there actually is like a restaurant called Kava. It's like Mediterranean food in New York City. So I was like, okay, forget that. That's not really sticking with me. And then I went to a Kundalini yoga retreat in Joshua Tree in 2019, I believe. And, you know, we were just doing a ton of body work and a lot of channeling. And it was just like so clear to me that, okay, like I need to change this name a little bit to Ava, which at the time, you know, Kundalini is like so much energy work and like vibrations, like hurts vibrations and things like that. So it was like, we're all coming to this retreat on different like vibrational waves, you know, like maybe some of us are not as high vibration right now. And some of us are lower vibration or some of us are really high vibration right now. So it just kind of molded into all vibrations allowed. So in a deeper meaning, more like everybody is kind of welcome here. So that's kind of where the name came from. And then again, it was just like a ton of channeling at the retreat for the colors, like who the target audience was, what I wanted to sell and how I wanted to do it. So just from then, so up until 2021 now, it's been just kind of like molding and evolving into what you see it is now. It's amazing. Thank that is. You. Did you go into that retreat like seeking clarity for the boutique or did it just change when you were there? I cannot recall if I, because I was going to the retreat regardless. So I can't remember if I actually had the intention of going and being like, okay, I want to like really clarify this. I think it was, so at this point in my life, you know, I was 24, 25, and I was working like crazy. This was my first like full-time job, full like in real career mode, you know. So I was like just really burnt out and I was kind of feeling a little bit lost, even though like career-wise I was so successful at this point. So it was really just like a reset that I needed. And I think just kind of bringing me back to why am I doing anything that I'm doing, you know? So that was really big for me. And it was really like uncovering a bunch of limiting beliefs there and fear around a lot of things. But like the thought of why can't I own a business? Like, why can't I do this? If so many other people are doing it, I've seen it done. I know how to do it. At this point, I was also maybe four years into helping my boyfriend's business grow and help other businesses grow their merchandise. So I knew I knew what this world looked like. And I had been working in fashion for almost nine years at this point. So it was just kind of ironing out the details a little bit and more mindset. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So that, that – and actually at such a young age, right? There's, there's women in their 40s that are still like, I can't do this. I can't do it on my own. Um, so you took your your fashion, your knowledge, your business growth in other places and working in the boutique and kind of just pushed it all into what is your business now? Yeah. What what was one thing that was like really scary for you in doing that that you had to kind of just kind of 
either release, push forward? I think it, it kind of went in waves. So like some days I would be like, is this going to be good enough? Um, meaning, cause I'm kind of a perfectionist. So it was like, well, is the design good enough or is the product I'm selling good enough? Are people actually going to be wanting to shop at my shop versus all these other boutiques that are out there and kind of getting over that, you know, limiting belief of really just fear. Um, and then also financially as well, you know, like it's like a big undertaking and I wanted to get to a very specific place financially and have a specific savings before I started. So yeah, just like working through all of that type of stuff. And I think for anybody, you know, you go in ebbs and flows. And my biggest takeaway from starting a business is like, I truly wish I started a little bit earlier because one of my favorite sayings is like, you don't have experience until you like do it. So like in a year, you'll have a years of experience. So I don't regret anything at all because it's like gotten me to here. But one of my biggest tips for someone is if you have the idea, just go for it and take messy action and just like kind of pick up the pieces as you go. Because like I said, you won't have a years of experience unless you start, you know? That's so. so true. One of the recent books I was reading, I can't remember the title at the moment, but she was talking about how the universe gives us an idea. And if we don't take action on it, like we lose the idea and the universe gives the idea to somebody else. And then later on, you're like, oh my gosh, that was my idea. Like, where did they- I've they heard that. The, right? The exact same thing. So it's. I think that's really great advice. Like, even if it's messy action, like you said, just do something uh, to move forward. Um, yeah, I exactly. always think of it like it's one bite of the elephant is the analogy, but like, or eat the frog is another an analogy that people say, but like, yeah, just take the step forward. You can perfect it later. I think we get stuck in perfection many times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So for people that have not seen the boutique, what are some of the categories that they might find at Ava the Label and why? So, and why? Should Why did you pick there? those items? Yeah. How did I pick those? So my idea for this business was that, so it's all sustainable, ethically sourced, ethically made stuff. And that's what sets it apart from other boutiques because a lot of these other boutiques are fast fashion and lots of clothing. And that just didn't really align with my morals and ethos. So I wanted to bring a place online that was almost this one-stop shop for sustainable products that people could find because I was doing a ton of research for like two years on just searching like sustainable businesses for this. And there was like nothing that was coming up or if stuff was coming up, it was very niche down per website where it's like, okay, this is sustainable like hemp clothing. And then this is sustainable candles and this is sustainable skincare but nothing was really together. And I will say like, it's, it's more popular now to see that, but that was the whole reasoning for me. Like I wanted people to be able to go to one website, pay one shipping fee and get skincare, reusable products, clothing, whatever it might be. So things that you could find, I just kind of said it, but you can find like ethically made soy candles. You can find skincare. You can find things like matcha, turmeric for lattes and things like that. Sustainably made activewear from reusable water bottles, coconut bowls for acai bowls or smoothie bowls and things like that. So there's a lot of different things that you can find. And there's a lot of really great things for gifts and gifts for yourself. And 
yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> it's, it's like so. The first time I saw um, your the Ava the label was at a retreat at Joshua Tree, and the thing that attracted me is I had just done this huge purchase from Woven, which is the clothing from the recycled water bottles. And as I looked over, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the same stuff I ordered!" Or that's the matching piece to the pants I have. And and so that was my like my attraction point because I really. As a gardener and as somebody who's been taught from – like I lived with my grandmothers who grew up during the Depression in my childhood. So it was always cloth napkins and reuse this and wash the towel until it has holes in it and like how much more can you get out of everything? And so th the idea that you could take, you know, plastic and make fabric from it or you could um, – we use like aluminum straws in our house and we have a silicone one that you like wind down that goes, you know, to go and – um, that you can just continue to repurpose, I think is for me an attraction point. Um, I know for different marketer, different people that are purchasing, they have different reasons. Um, one of my girls, everything is about save the turtles. So for her, sustainability and all of that is more around like wildlife rescue. Um, but is there a story in your life, Jenny, that like why you wanted to go sustainable? Well, I think one as someone that you know really wants to have kids in the future and you know the earth is where we live and the climate change is real and there's things that need to be done to make a difference and creating you know a safe space for like my kids and kids to come and things like that i think it's just very important to be talking about and centering things around and I truly believe that, you know, these bigger brands that are launching completely new products, it almost just seems so counterintuitive to me to create products that aren't made at least more ethically than standard practices, because that's what really makes the difference, you know, like it's all a cyclical cycle and it's, it's kind of hard to say, okay, who can really make the change there? Cause it's really, is this like a huge circle? Um, but yeah, it was just like, for me, I loved fashion. I also, since I've been modeling for 10 years, a little bit more than 10 years now, I have seen the back end of like how much product there is, how much plastic is involved. And I also studied fast fashion in college for a little bit. I studied abroad in London and I that was like my focus there. So I did a lot of research on it ending up in landfills and the dyes and the in the rivers and you know, just the labor laws and all those things. It just it doesn't feel right to me, like in my gut. And that's when I know like there's something there, you know? So for me, when I always had this dream of having a boutique, like that was a dream I've had for a very long time. And only starting in, you know, my older-ish years, so like 23 to now. So nothing really that long, truly. I was like, if I want to start this boutique, I, I can't start a fast fashion boutique. Like that doesn't feel right to me. I could do that. And I could be making probably way more money because you can look at the stats of these brands that have fast fashion stuff. And, you know, they have way more followers on Instagram. They definitely are making probably over a million dollars a year, but I just wasn't really willing to compromise my beliefs for that. And mm -hmm. I see my business because this isn't my only business that I look at it as a 10-year goal, a 20-year goal. Like, where is that going to take me in 10, 20 years? I'm not looking to make, like, a quick buck right now. 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I work with a, an organic coffee um, a roaster locally who has um, brings a lot of that in, and his the coffee farms he works with, you know, use chicken manure and all of this really organic processes. But his biggest thing is um, recyclable and like compostable coffee bags, and everything like breaks down, and it has like a second life. And um, so I, I just, I really find that stuff very interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's very cool. And all of my packaging is either biodegradable, like all my poly mailers are biodegradable. My labels for, you know, the shipping labels are compostable and all of my boxes are made from recycled materials. So everything down to like the sticker that goes in the box is at least made from like post-consumer materials. So that's amazing. A little bit more money, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so amazing. And to think, like you said, 10 years from now, it's like there isn't this landfill contribution or there's you're not contributing to the additional pollution there. Um, that is amazing. Exactly. So you went to the retreat 2019, and now we're talking it's 2021. So it's only been a few years. How did you get your boutique up and running smoothly, quickly? Great, great question. And I think when a lot of times I hear, no matter what age you are, if someone wants to start a business, there's so much of what do you do after you actually get it started? You know, like how do you, no one really talks about how to get funding or how to get an incorporation for your business. So disclaimer, you know, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a lawyer. So like get your own advice for that. But for me, it really wasn't a quick process. Like it really wasn't. So for me, I have the luxury with my career where with modeling, you don't really work with the same people every day. You work with different people all the time. So I had just like new people to tell my idea to almost every day. So that was probably honestly one of the best things that ever happened to me because it helped me practice my elevator pitch. It helped to gain confidence and clarity around, okay, what do I even want to do with this? So if I say one thing, that was like the most important thing to me. And I would meet people that almost every time, regardless of me being nervous or whatever, somebody would give me some piece of, of advice that would help me tremendously. So I remember it really helped me up until this one point I talked to a stylist and she was like, oh, have you heard of this wholesale marketplace? And I was like, no, I had no idea where to get my product from. And that was like the icing on the cake. After that, I was able to get the product. I, you know, I literally just went on LegalZoom and got my LLC, which was a little messy, but <laughs> it was cost effective at the time. And it really was probably a year before I actually launched my business. So it was a lot of extra research, a lot of honestly getting in my own way, being scared and not mm -hmm. feeling perfect. And I, you know, I got that monetary goal in my bank account before I launched it. I hired a designer, which I thought was really important. So I got, like, I did a lot of things. I joined a course that was like a couple week course on really getting clear on like your target audience, your target audience, your niche all of those types of things. And then I hired a brand designer to be like, this is what I want. These are my colors. She did all my packaging, all that type of stuff. And then it was just a ripple effect after it was like, okay, I got to order this, 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 and this. So it was like, 
poly mailers, the products, stickers, tape, you know, all that stuff. And then I honestly, I'm very lucky with my connections in my life. So a friend of mine does video editing. So I just like put a bunch of clips in an email to her and she made me like an about video. I'd like tease that for a little bit, told all my friends I'm launching on this date. And then everybody posted on it like a blast at one time. And that's how it happened. So it's <laughs> so like this community day, came together for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing I could say if you don't have a ton of money or you don't necessarily know how to do everything, lean on your community, ask for favors. You know, people just want to help you if they really love you. You know, they they don't necessarily need anything in return. And most of your true like friends and family will just want to help you out. And that's what I found. And, you know, I've, I would say I've paid it forward, you know, as I've been in business. And I think the more you give, the more you get back. And it's always going to be a learning process. And there's going to be ebbs and flows. But it's all going to be worth it. And like so many more amazing things are going to happen. The negative things, I would say. Personally, I feel that way. Like even this podcast, you know, it's like going to the retreat this year. For anyone that doesn't know, I went to the same retreat finally <laughs> like a couple <laughs> months ago in August of 2021. And that's where I met Tiffany. So you just never know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So everything brings you to a different point that you meet new people that are new connections that can connect you with other people. So I think that's really important. And believing okay. in yourself, you know, you really have to believe in yourself. You do. You do. You've got to put yourself out there and you got to, you know, take the critique with the the positivity and kind of just continue to put yourself out there. That's so true. Um, and for me, like the, the last year has been like rebranding, regrowing, reinventing because everything that shifted in the world shifted my business plans and, and it kind of like tore it all down. And so you're right. There is this ebb and flow fear of like, well, is this what they want? How do I know I'm picking the right thing? And and I think it is just going forward. I have the same kind of – I would put stories out there or we would try tiny events with six people just to get feedback, just to figure out. And everybody had advice and it's kind of weeding through the, the advice and picking the nuggets that are important and moving those forward and leaving the stuff behind that – Maybe just somebody said, but doesn't really apply at that moment. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. And going off that really quick, you know, we could talk about any business model, but, you know, talking about maybe like a service-based business, like you're a coach or something, you know, it obviously needs to feel right to you, but you could do beta clients for free, send it to your friends, ask for feedback, kind of like you're saying, or with product stuff, it's really in the analytics, like looking at your numbers and really doing a lot of research before you buy product, um, I would say was probably the biggest thing that I regret is not doing more research, even though I felt like I did a lot of research. But at the end of the day, there's only so much research you can do and you kind of just have to go for it and you'll learn from your mistakes and hopefully you just don't make them again, you know? So yeah, I think to go back to what I said in the beginning, it's about taking messy action and just learning from those mistakes and then also learning from your success as well. So, Yes, for sure. I think too, um, the messy action is important, but being open to changing. A lot of us, we birth something because it's our passion or it's, we, we, you know, we 
We created it. It's awesome. And we don't always want to evolve it or change it or flow. Is there any point in the last like two years of you as your boutique has been up and running where you've had to rethink something or change a piece of it? Yeah, that was a really great point because I think especially in this last, you know, two years almost at this point, like a lot of things have shifted and I'm trying to think of like a specific, but I mean, I'm kind of at that place right now to be completely honest with you where things have shifted. I need to take some time to kind of sit with myself, which is very time consuming, but it's very necessary in a business to look at your numbers and see what's working, what's not working. Is my target audience actually what I'm attracting? And, you know, doing it's a lot of things are analytical, which is sometimes really boring and time consuming, but very necessary. So I think to be honest with you, right now I'm feeling like I need to kind of take a step back and reassess who am I targeting and what type of products am I selling? Is it working for me or not? Um, Because the thing is, everything could always be better, you know? So it's like, why not do that? Um, I don't think I have like a really true solid answer for you. But I think maybe a better thing to say is adjusting where I'm marketing things, like changing, okay, I thought I was going to be so set on Instagram and newsletters, and that was going to be great. But now kind of shifting into putting more energy into maybe like video content on Instagram and TikTok which I know is a big topic for people, but it works for me. So, and then like Pinterest has been really big for me. So I think being open to just new things in general and ideas from people and not taking life so seriously. Like if somebody says something, you know, kind of taking from a whole conversation of one, not taking things too seriously, but also being open to change. I think that, yeah. And the idea of knowing your market because you mentioned Instagram but video and then Pinterest. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I sometimes go to Pinterest to look for outfits or ideas if we're going somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Um, so yeah, knowing where the people are looking, I think is important depending on what kind of business you have for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We went old school this year and I actually did paper mailers and paper letters and it was very interesting. But a lot of great feedback from my market based on mailing out a handwritten like card or envelope with a, a printed flyer inside this year to all the past customers. Mm. And they were like, oh my gosh, nobody does that anymore. Um, but it gained a lot of attention. And so I think as you look at your market or as you look at your niche, kind of new ways to engage with them is important yeah. too. Yeah, that's really cool because – the thing about like niching down or niching down is you need to really think as that consumer and where are they showing up? You know, like if it's moms, most of them are home with their kids and they see the mail, they get the mail. So yeah, that's important as well. That's that's the key is like really knowing your target audience and that's how you kind of get all the other answers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what is in this going into 2022, because this podcast we're recording in December, but it's going to come out the beginning of 2022. What is, from your point of view, like going to be the, the big fashion item or the chic, sustainable item that we should be looking for? Mm, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask this. I like, I kind of just like go with what feels good to me with fashion like 
and I also, I don't sell a ton of clothing. So like, I feel like a lot of trends are with clothing, like kind of which with what you're asking and I don't sell much clothing. Um, so I don't really look at trend reports like that okay. to know really analytically, but I think, you know, we're just going to be seeing more stuff that is made by better materials, you know, like plant derivative materials and brands that are bringing out more funding for environmental education and campaigns and just a lot more talk about that. And I think it's slowly happening already, which is really, really cool to see. So I know that's not really the answer you wanted, but I think that we will be seeing more talk about sustainability and more transparency around that. I like it. I like it. I was at the hairdresser over the weekend and um, her daughter is in her 20s, right? So we're talking about two people in different decades, but she was explaining to me like her daughter wants to wear nothing that looks like anybody else's. It's all got to be unique boutique or it's got to be something has been done to it, whether they've frayed out the sweatshirt or they've tie dyed a sleeve or something. And she's like, it's so much different. When I was her age, we just, you know, went into the limited or we went here and we didn't care if everybody wore the same thing. And so it was kind of this interesting conversation, but I can relate to where she was explaining her daughter is because when I'm going places, I'm looking for any more like unique, comfortable, um, whether it's a caftan or when we were in Florida a few weeks ago, there's a lady down there that makes homemade her own patterns, takes the hemp, dyes the hemp herself, and then crafts jumpers and sundresses and different things out of them. And I think for me and for part of our audience that I know listens to the podcast, that is a trend for them is they don't want to just be a clone of somebody else or what you would call fast fashion, right? Like just picking up what's there, but actually looking for that unique item. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Totally. I think, I mean, it's a whole conversation to get into, but I think, yeah, like individuality is just so much more celebrated now, you know, especially these new generations with feeling like they can express themselves more and through clothing is just such an easy, maybe not necessarily easy, but it's a, you know, it's a way to do that without maybe doing something a bit wild, you know? Um, So yeah, I think it's really cool. And I, like, I'm happy to see that because I know at least where I grew up, it was like literally a cookie cutter copy and paste of like almost everybody was wearing the same thing. And of course we still see that, but I think there's just more celebration of yourself now, which is, I mean, it's just, it's just like how the times are, you know, like we can be more vocal about a lot more things now that we're, we're maybe standardly socially not accepted as much, you know? So I'm being kind of vague there, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that we are just more comfortable talking about now. So I think we kind of can like wear ourselves on our sleeves a little bit more safely, to be honest, and not, I mean, you know, there's still issues with that, of course, but I just think, yeah, it's just like a little bit quote, safer to do that for if you want to really express yourself and feel. I mean, I hope that the younger generations are a little kinder to each other. But, you know, I think you can express yourself with maybe out feeling like you're going to get bullied for wearing something different. I hope that's the case, you know, so. Yeah, picking color options and different things. As a business owner, how do you think that branding weighs into kind of how you show up? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I'm actually also, I work in consulting and design and like strategy, social media management as well. That's my other business. So um, I know a lot about branding. And if I'm understanding your question right, I think how your branding is. So this might be the like unpopular opinion, but I think what what I preach in my other business is you can be told all this strategy, all these things, but if it's going to overwhelm you where you just do nothing, that's not a successful experience and that's not going to do anything for you. So take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because like my way is not the highway type of thing. Like there's so many different rights in this industry. So whatever works for you, I think Yes, branding can be very impactful and very helpful with how you show up and things like that. But it's more about creating trust with your brand, consistency and consistency with your colors, your messaging. It's more of you want someone to come onto your website, your Instagram, whatever it might be, and immediately without even seeing your name being, oh, that's Jenny. Like she always does that. I know that this is her content without even seeing my handle or whatever. That's where you want to get. And that's, if people do that correctly, that truly happens. Like watch how you are as a consumer, because I promise you will feel that way about certain brands. And that also goes for just like the way that you talk. So like maybe your newsletter, maybe you have a very specific tone of voice and how you speak about something that people really know, like you're basically showing up as the expert for that thing. So people want to go to your content. They keep you in the back of their mind when they're ready to, buy sustainable stuff. They'll be like, oh, you know, they do that. I'm going to go look there. And it can really set you also apart if you want to be more elevated or if you want to be more simplistic. That's going to really change the way that your target audience is seeing you. Like if you really want a more elevated experience for your customers, your stuff is more expensive and you have really simple branding that looks kind of cheap, that's going to not really translate. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, you are. Um, I think it's important, right? Uh, if you're a boutique or you're a service or whatever uh, business you have, that as you develop your brand, you do think about how you show up online. You think about how you show up in live events, and that you portray that. Um, that was coaching that I got several years ago when I was on a speaker circuit. As the the coaching that I got then, and it's kind of still true. And it's interesting because it's coming back around. But it's like people that you're going after, my target market that at that point, even though I was younger 10 years ago, was still like these 40, 50-year-old women that had conditions. And they're like, they know Jackie Kennedy. They trusted Jackie Kennedy as a child. So if you can show up dressing in an A-line skirt, wearing some pearls every so often, and just those little tweaks to make them in their their mind have a flash of like, oh, that's I trusted her. Um, it creates brand trust. And it was kind of this interesting point. And now as we're in this online world and we're not necessarily at live events as much or we're not doing, you know, my, my whole business is shifting more as well with the podcast. It's thinking about like, how do you continue to portray that? And how do you support the brands that portray your values, right? Because we're showing up in a world where people can see what's behind you. They can see what you're wearing. And if your brand has certain values, I think it's important for us as individuals to continue to really live those values in our own lives, not just within our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. How's it? Um, the last question is, how do you cultivate guts every day in your own life? 
so like confidence like like not being scared that's kind of how I'm like taking it yeah 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 I I think you know I get a question a lot because I'll do some polls on my Instagram and people say like well how do you you know how do you do your business and what motivates you and things like that and I think you know it kind of goes all hand in hand of is my fear larger than my dream life, my, my future that I want, you know, what, what will I, what do I really need in my life to make me really happy? And can I live without the things that make me really happy? So for example, it's like, I know I do not want to work for anybody else. So I don't really care if I have some really bad days or some really long days, you know, because I would rather be working for myself and growing a business for myself than working towards somebody else's goal and making their goal a reality. Like there's that quote of, you know, if you're not making your life a reality, you're just going to make other people's like dreams a reality Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I think, yeah, I think it's like my fear of not succeeding in my definition of success is great. Like, I messed that quote up. (laughs) My fear of not doing it is bigger than like if I do it and whatever happens, happens, you know, like I don't want to regret not doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So basically you're showing up every day and kind of stepping on the other side of fear because you don't want to have to ever work for anybody else. You want to have your own business. You want your life your way. Exactly. And I think (sighs) – Yeah. I think, you know, even on my worst day, it's not as bad as it could be. You know what I mean? Like, I think I always try. (laughs) Thank you. I always try and come back to gratitude for what I do have. Like, for example, a lot of times I'll work past six or do a lot of really time consuming work. And then I, I talked to another girl the other day, another young woman, and she was working and I was like, it was like seven o'clock and she was working for somebody else's business, like trying to connect me with something. And I was like, do you usually work this late? And she was like, oh yeah, I'll usually be working till like 10 PM. And I was like, okay, like that makes me like, I don't, you know, I feel for her, but I was like, that makes me feel better because I think I'm working all the time, but really it could be so much worse. And that Uh goes for anything. Uh That is, yeah, a great perspective, especially if, um, you're you still have a day job and you've got a side business or you're starting a business to to use your time when you are in the evenings or you're working hours where you shouldn't be like in your boundaries to work on your own business not on somebody else's for sure that is yeah. so important yeah exactly I love it I want to thank you for this great conversation we're gonna put in our show notes links to Ava the label so you guys can go and check out Jenny's online boutique you can see some of the new sustainable products that she's got and I would encourage you to leverage her one-stop shop and single shipping and load up their cart with new items as you go into the new year thank you so much thank you thank you thank you
All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share with me what your favorite part was and share when you will be trying this ritual and practice. Ask me any questions. I'm here for you and I am excited to see all of your benefits. Satnam, I love you guys. So if you love this episode, remember to share it with your friends and send it to anyone who may love this inspiration and information that we shared. To get my newest book, Hacking Your Health, a three-week detox, go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. And to pick up the book, you can also go to tiffanyhinton.com. We also want to let you know that we have our brand new gardening masterclass available online. It's a do-it-yourself gardening class. There is modules, there are quizzes, there's downloadable guides, step-by-step instructions, everything you need to get your gardening masterclass and we'll get you the stuff you need to get going and growing your own food and to help your gut. To uh, purchase your gardening masterclass from Tiffany, myself, and to get started on your 2022 gardening plans, you want to visit tiffanyhinton.podia.com. Everything you need is inside along with videos, like I said, downloadables, workbooks, planning sheets, step-by-step instructions, and there's a few few quizzes along the way. So with that, uh, you guys have a wonderful day, and thank you for tuning in.